This week on the Glass Cannon Podcast, after pouring over the decoded letter... Yeah, was the... Did she just get the was letter? Was this outgoing was mail? She, was it in the inbox or the outbox? <laughs> the heroes regroup. You know what? Now she's dead. We killed, we killed her. <laughs> That's true. That is a comforting thought. She had a family, at least a sister. And look to the future. These tidings <laughs> are troubling. I am glad, heartened, that she is dead, but this place still puts me ill at ease, and it would be good to go. What next? What do we do next? But wounds fester. Forebears is right. I need. I need to recuperate. No, absolutely. And Baron begins to fall victim. Baron, you're shivering a little more, and you can't help but look down at your arm and see that those black patches are getting larger. To the plague, Baron. Make a fortitude save. The adventure continues. Oh, oh, oh no! Oh no! It's been a long time since I've been this excited to do an intro. What is going on, GCP Nation? It's your good buddy, Joe O'Brien, here to welcome you to episode 167 of the show. An episode packed with intrigue, mystery, chicanery, possibly fraud, and hopefully a life lesson. But before we get to the ep, I've got one and only one order of business this week. Ladies and gentlemen of the Nash. I hope you are sitting down. If you are driving, pull over. If you are operating heavy machinery, please step away from the thrashing blades. If you are benching serious weight right now, call for your spotter because you're about to crush your sternum. Ever since we hit our $17,500 goal on Patreon, thanks to you guys, we have been working behind the scenes on a new Glass Cannon Live experience. A show that isn't merely a battle royale of fan favorites, but is instead a true, heart-pounding, edge-of-your-seat experience where the stakes are real and the story is shaped right in front of your very eyes. Well, I'm here today to tell you that it is happening, baby. Because of your support on Patreon, we are flying the whole Glass Cannon podcast team out to Los Angeles for the Hollywood premiere of the all-new Glass Cannon Live at the Bootleg Theater in L.A. on Sunday, October 7th, 2018. The new adventure begins. All new characters, all new story told live and continuing from live show to live show to convention to live show as we tour the U.S. And hopefully maybe abroad in 2019 and beyond. You are definitely going to want to say you were there for the first one. We actually announced this last week on social media, and the tickets already went on sale. And they have started selling faster than any show we've sold before. So, honestly, I don't know how much more time there will be to get tickets. So stop what you're doing and head over to GlassCannonPodcast.com, visit the blog, and look for the August 1st post about the Hollywood premiere of Glass Cannon Live. There's a link there to get tickets. They're only 25 bucks. Get them before they sell out, and you'll be able to tell your kids that you were there when Grant Berger was just some guy on a podcast whose mama loved him so long before he was the governor of Texas. I can see his campaign placards now. It just says, 
Grant Burger in big block letters. And then underneath the slogan says, Grant Burger. Ladies and gentlemen, please join us on Sunday, October 7th, 2018 in Los Angeles at the Bootleg Theater. Come and see our newest exciting project and at the very same time help support our efforts to create even more new projects in 2019. Head to glasscannonpodcast.com to get your tickets immediately. I'm sorry I shouted. I think that's enough hype for one week. It's time to return you to the show. When last we left our heroes, Pembroke had just decoded a secret message. What will they do with this intriguing information? It's time to find out. Please enjoy episode 167 of the Glass Cannon Podcast. Church and Destroy. You know, I talked about doing this a few weeks ago. I don't know if I said it on air or if I just said it in my sleep as pillow talk. <laughs> while my wife and cat dozed. Do you pillow talk to yourself? Don't worry about it, Matthew. He's literally talking to his pillow. That's just how you find working it. on voices, thinking about the next episode. Um, I love our bottle cap system. Love it. It was handed down to us. From our forefathers. From our forefathers. Our forebears. And their forebears. Our hey, forebears. here he is. Hey. <laughs> you're the inventor of the bottle you're cap. You're the inventor of the bottle cap. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph T. Bottle Cap. Um, the problem with our bottle cap system is now we're playing 19 different games and we can't keep track of our caps until we are at a point where we're just using like, all right, I'm going to hand out just Giant Slayer caps. Giant Slayer. Aslan caps. Aslan. We, uh, we're, Stay tuned. We're all over the cap place. season three. Yes. <laughs> um, so I want to keep a, a running tally ah. visible so you know exactly what you have. Okay. So let's go around the room and let's be honest. All we can use here is the honor system. So I won't start with Grant. Matthew, <laughs> how many bottle caps? You're just do giving you have? him more time to make up the lie. Where is he going? He's going to his bag to pull out caps he brought from home. <laughs> uh, he's going to have three bottle caps. That cannot be correct. For Jade Regent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. You've just been hoarding those Regent caps. Put it on the board. <laughs> Put Jade Regent on the board. <laughs> I, I, my board isn't that big. We're going to play it again one day, damn it. Um, no, I have one bottle cap. One cap. It is a Galabras cap. Glab cap. I have no idea if it's for Starfinder or for Giants. <laughs> Damn it all. Uh, <laughs> Literally no idea. I feel like it's... Oh, you know what? I know it's for Starfinder. How do you know? I can't say. That episode hasn't aired yet. I used that one. You did? I used it right away, remember? All right, I'll let you have this one. Then. I mean, but it, am I, I think I might need it for just, Starfinder more, but I... I don't know. I've just given these away. <laughs> I, could, I guess I could mark them on the back. There's a lot of other ways we could do this, but this will be fun. Uh, Skid, how many Giant Slayer caps do you have? I have two Giant Slayer caps. Now, not physically Giant Slayer, but these are actually ones you earned ones that during I've this earned podcast. over the course of the Giant Slayer podcast. Okay, good. <laughs> that I have not yet spent. Joseph. I have one. One. One, one too cap. many, if you ask me. Uh, I think it's the first cap I've gotten in Yeah, I was going to say, what did you earn it for? Dying? Uh, sacristy last week. Good memory. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Little altar boy Joe. And Grant, how many do you have? I thought I had one, but you know what? Here since, we go. since I got that ring of protection plus three, I'm going to say that I have zero. Wow. wow. 
How generous of you. What so a kind hearted soul. But I like that your bottle caps all exist in the abstract. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, everything got moved around when we redid the place. So, like, the stuff fell out of my bag. Oh, yeah. Know. All my bottle oh, yeah, caps yeah. got moved around when we yeah. redid the place, Troy. I definitely took some. I saw laying around. I'm like, no, no, that's definitely. So, you just, like, put it on, like, a clipboard there. I think it would be cool to have an actual whiteboard. Yeah. Yes. And I have one upstairs. I just didn't bring it. Uh, I also, didn't know I was going to do this until we started recording. Also, your little whiteboard doesn't say Giant Slayer. So we're already <laughs> no, confused we're already, again. <laughs> already very confused. It's just hey, Wait, is my one cap from Starfinder Skid or Giant Slayer? I can't, I can't remember. I can't remember. All also, right, I'll ad- <laughs> now I dropped the board. <laughs> also, does that say Skid has 11 bottle caps? <laughs> yeah, we're doing Roman numerals? <laughs> Damn it all. All right. I wrote Matt instead of Matthew, which he hates. That's canon. We, we have to keep our bottle cap count in Roman numerals. <laughs> I still have become advantageous to not. Right there, it is. Okay, this is all the Patreon money we're making. This is this is what we got. I'll take a picture of that. <laughs> that is just sad. That is sad. Uh, but there it is, as of episode one sixty-seven. I'm not going to write that. Uh, and we'll uh, now we can say put it on the board. There we go. I love it. All right, I think that's it for this week because I don't feel great. <laughs> you're not. You're not. We've well. accomplished so much. If you're you not guys a... get into a fight, I'm going to murder you. You're not. I don't feel well. You're not a well man. I'm not a well man. Summer sucks. I got into this debate on Twitter the other day. I'm like, fall is the best season. Does anyone here agree? Disagree with the fact that fall is the greatest season? Spring and summer are the best seasons, bar none. I knew oh. one of you would be no. spring oh. and summer. We don't often agree, Troy, but fall is indubitably fall is the best. Season. Without question, the without best without season. There's no question. Best weather, best time for sports. I don't care leaves about that. changing. I mean, you just can't beat it. Now, I put summer as fourth. It is the fucking worst. Not the best. Unless you're staying in a beach house all week. That's really nice. But otherwise, you're just swimming in ball soup 24 hours a day, taking a shower, and then five hours later, taking another shower. It sucks, Grant. I don't know how you, of all people, who has to douse themselves in gold bond every 45 minutes, could enjoy summer. <laughs> we have had to stop episodes for that application. Right. <laughs> you have taken ball sweat soup in as a young man, but I was born in ball sweat soup. Troy, shaped by it, formed by it. No, I miss, I miss hot summers in Dallas. Don't forget, too, Texas is a dry heat. It's much more manageable than this. Well, yeah, it's more human. Summer in the city is the worst. Yeah. It's the worst. It's a fuck summer. Winter number two. Fight me on it. I dare you. Where do you put spring? Three. Put Three. spring below winter? That's Only insane. because I love. That's because of his black heart. I love the holidays. See, but I think well, you're doing. I always forget that you're doing idea. a two system thing where you're you're adding the actual events that happen during those seasons into it. Now, if I did it just by weather, you'd put winter towards the end, right? I'm taking everything into account. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying climate wise, mm-hmm. spring is superior to winter. Yes. Sure, sure. I, I will give you that. But I don't mind the snow. I don't mind driving on the ice. So I guess I'm the only one with seasonal affective depression disorder, huh? No, I get that too, but I still choose winter. Okay. Weird. <laughs> I, I choose the depression. I choose it. I just I make it work. <laughs> Speaking of making it work, you guys made it work in that temple of Urgothoa. Let's just call it what it was. Yeah. Oh, oh go on. There was no <laughs> remnants of Thremir in there other than the mural and uh, the carvings on the uh, pillars outside. This was a temple of Urgothoa, bastardized. Very strange to me. Very strange. Mm, I don't understand how an Urgothoa sort of, an an Urgothoa-led band of warriors could be so effective. I don't know. It just seems weird. Well, I was just thinking about how could it possibly exist in this camp, right? And it must be just the need for uh, these giants to bond together and create a large enough army. And even if they don't agree with each other's religion, they have to be in the same camp. Well, 
Oh, that, that was going to be my question is, do we, do we get the sense that this was a secret that if it got out could cause trouble? The fact that a place that is outwardly a place of worship for Thremir is actually a place of worship for Urgothoa. We've seen evidence of Urgothoa worship uh, elsewhere, but like, is this something that we think is surreptitious or is this something that's like out in the open? Can I, can I, may I try respond to that? You may try. I'm curious about Urgothoa being brought up in the letter. Like, was this woman who is, that we just fought. But only in code. No, I understand, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I think the question is, was this woman undermining specifically Skirkatla? Or is she operating, I mean, she's obviously operating, right, with some level of this uh, Storm Tyrant's knowledge. So wouldn't you think Skirkatla would know about this? Like, she just seems like in a position of power, she's, you know, openly discussing this as a mission for Urgothoa. I just wonder And anyone who came into the temple would see you know, all the images of, of Urgothoa, they would know immediately like what was going on. Did we ever during our explorations or, or scouting, I guess, ever see any giants at all worshiping ritualistically or otherwise in any sort of quantifiable number, the statue of Thremir at all? Um, I don't remember you ever saying there was like a mass for lack of a better word at the statue. It seemed kind of on the edge of camp and like relatively unused. You did see um, things left there. We mentioned orange peels. Uh, right. And there are other things left there. So you would be under the assumption that, yes, there is worship there. Now, I mean, we spent you, days did I mention, watching the camp. Did we ever see anybody sure, go sure, over sure. there? Sure, sure, sure. But I'm, I'm giving you as much flavor as I can. There's, there's no reason to think there weren't, at, at some point, some giants going up there okay. to, to say prayers. And did we see giants Tremier. going in and out of the temple besides, like, a select few? Did we see common giants go in and then go back out? No. Hmm, okay. So no, so this we could be we could be led to believe that this temple, the interior of this temple was off limits to just about everybody. And it could be because it's being kept secret because that it's been reconsecrated is, as an Urgothoa. Right. So temple. perhaps can't it couldn't hurt, one might argue, to, to let ag- it be known. To let it be known. Absolutely. Absolutely. Throw open the doors. Let them see. Now, don't forget <laughs> when Skirkatla made her appearance and Pembroke and Feyraza flew over there, that woman was there. Her presence was known mm-hmm. to everyone. She was standing at the right hand of Skirkatla. Right. Um, and she walked right back to the temple. Walked after right that. back into the temple with her giant scythe hand. Okay. <laughs> and her blue skin. That's a dead you know. giveaway. Just hey, we, something we, to think about. You know what? Now she's dead. We killed, we killed her. <laughs> That's true. That is a comforting thought. She had a family, at least a sister. Uh, I, 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 is that sister also planning global domination? I can't give you that information. <laughs> Troy, do you have Just that? Ask. Sorry, do you have that note again? Sure. The, the, do you the want translated version of the, the note? Sort of the, the, the code that Pembroke yeah, cracked? Yeah, yeah. And before you get into it, did we understand if it was written by her or written by her sister do we did we figure that out yeah was this did she just get the was this outgoing was mail was it in the inbox or the outbox <laughs> right 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 um <laughs> had she written anything else around the temple like a, like a grocery list or it's just something mundane that she wouldn't think 
would give away her a to-do list <laughs> a to-do list <laughs> <laughs> item one convert entire camp to ergothoa item one uh, drain item them. two question mark item three profit i was thinking it was gonna be more like dear diary i'm in love with the brewer he has an adorable little fox i can't wait to get to know him better i can't wait to drink its blood <laughs> it appears as if uh the woman who you killed her name was Debellos. And she was writing a letter to someone named Dulceline. Outgoing male. Who appeared to be her sister. Okay. Outgoing male. Okay. Got it. Um, Hadn't been Addressed to a location she couldn't called Dronwit Manor. And can you spell that? D-R. Wait. Wait. <laughs> U. This is great. Oh, I did this already. <laughs> A-N-W-I-E-T. Dronwit Manor. Asked about the weather, the health of the other's children, and how she misses the autumn in Varno. And this Drenwit Manor, is that actually in Ustalov, do we think? Or is that just part of the code? Um, well, you remember that Varno is I know a principality Varno is in, in yeah, Ustalov. Um, roll a knowledge nobility. All right. That's not great. Um, uh, 16. Yeah, you've heard of Drenwit. It's a noble estate in the settlement of Redleaf. Redleaf. In Ustalov, in Varno. Yes. In Var- Varno, uh, circling the small Lake Redleaf. It's in the western portion of Varno, in Ustalov. But the cracked code that Pembroke was able to discover is the Frost Queen prepares. We permit the Storm Tyrant to perform our labors. Timetable uncertain. The Pond's Citadel requires repair the outsider approaches with key in hand now the pallid princess's great work begins we'll see you next week it's in there so all right so we might surmise that this was that they're working at cross purposes to the storm tyrant the pallid and the, princess and pallid princesses and the storm tyrant are perhaps yeah, they're using they're using using the storm tyrant. Uh, the storm tyrant for some other purpose. The citadel, maybe it's the storm tyrant's headquarters. Maybe that's what it means, or maybe that, not. That's what I first thought. Yeah. Um, so there's some there's some sort of subterfuge happening within the power structure of this giant insurgency. I mean, maybe it's just that like. Right now, the storm tyrant's like, sure, like we're, we're, we're uniting the giants. Sure, Urgothor worshippers, like, why not? Come on board. And they're using that opportunity to kind of turn the population to Urgothor worship. Yeah. T E R N. Oh, bottle cap. Yeah. I'm going on the board. Oh, no. Troy won. But this is what's making me, from a metagame perspective, wonder is is, <laughs> is, is the storm tyrant the big bad yeah. or is somebody else the big bad well you know i think that we definitely have had this experience already metagaming wise in this ap where you know the big baddie that we were going after it turned out they were a minor getting, pawn yeah grenzel deck i think comes to mind you know where there was already misled. yeah there was already someone trying to take the power away from her she had already fallen that kind of thing yeah it almost could like be, it's a mystery it could be along those lines <laughs> but i mean i think that none of us questioned until this moment that the storm tyrant was the ultimate yeah. unquestioned leader of all the giants getting together in this rebellion yeah but now i do think that's up in the air right mm, right 
It is a mystery, a mystery wrapped in an enigma, wrapped in a vest. It's funny, as you look <laughs> back, it starts off with Screed trying to impress Grenseldeck, yeah. right. who's trying to impress the Storm Tyrant. Right. And then you have Orathash, who's working for the Storm Tyrant, but you hear in his speech that he has his own plans for what to do. He even said to you something to the effect that, like, he's using the Storm Tyrant's influence. And now you're getting the sense that there's more um, discontent, or if not discontent, just let's use this as an opportunity to push forward our own agenda. But now she's dead. This is the problem with any large-scale evil scheme. Getting evil people to work together requires fear and force. Disloyalty and selfishness are always going to be a factor. They're very powerful, but this is, always seems to be their weakness when it comes to gathering a force. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I, my name is Pembroke, and I am a character in this story. <laughs> Uh, I, so this is the, the this these tidings are troubling. I am glad, heartened that she is dead, but this place is still quite. Uh, uh, it puts me ill at ease, and it would be good to go. But wh- what next? What do we do next? I say we go straight for their means of weapon making. I say we go for that forge with that fire giant. On the frozen lake. On the frozen lake itself, my friend. Yes. Faraz is all about that. You don't have Lork holding you back now. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he was a real dead weight. Bad loser. He was, a sca- <laughs> he was just scared. He was just scared. Coward, really. Yeah. You so might say that. Down to. Yeah. And he died like one. And I, <laughs> twice. Twice. He's <laughs> not even making a head. kick a guy when he's down. <laughs> he's like rested his face on the microphone. <laughs> not, not engaging. It's <laughs> choosing not to engage. I'm sorry, what were you saying? I didn't, I didn't hear. <laughs> to Huddle, the forge. Huddle up his own stool. <clears throat> Died like a pig. Uh, <laughs> Come on. Jesus Christ. <laughs> is that from something? <laughs> it died like a pig. What is that from? I feel like South Park or something. That's from something. <laughs> died crying like a bitch. <laughs> oh, no. That's from Dave Chappelle. Yeah, that's, yeah. Do you hear Dave shit on himself right before he died? <laughs> um, all right, so... You know, you're still in the cathedral. And I, yeah, and I... Temple. Tembrook explains, he translates for four bits, is it? Yes. So our plan is to go for the uh, uh, stove. Stove. Um, kitchen. Cook fire. Uh, forge. Forge. Uh, make, with the makers of weapons. We That is up. Our idea is to go there next. Four bears just kind of looks at you intently, nods slowly... But then again, speaking to you and Shawanti is insistent that Baron must rest. Can't. <laughs> oh, yeah. We can't go here without Baron rest. Oh, right. The bubonic plague. <laughs> well, <laughs> he is a bit under the weather, I suppose. Um, uh, he, he's, very, he's very serious about it. Okay. He's very intent about uh, getting this thing quenched, uh, you know, fixed before <clears throat> it spreads or something worse happens. Yes, right. c- c- catching it early. Yes. I, I'm sorry, Pembroke. I, I never thought I'd be the one to slow you down. I know you can move with magics and stuff, um, but uh, Forebears is right. I need I need to recuperate. No, absolutely. Um, I can cast Remove Disease tomorrow. Does that help you? 
Joe, Joe is giving me a silent sign language to back the fuck out. <laughs> kind of stealing, stealing my thunder. <laughs> uh, so I, is it, so everyone's pretty beat up and oh, sick. Yeah. Yep, oh, yeah. oh, your forebears is down more than half his health. Yeah, he, we're we're definitely beat up. I mean, we just had this fight went through their equipment and then explored the rest of this temple and found this note. So we're under an hour from, since we ended this combat and so everybody's, I think, pretty beat up and Baron is just looking worse and worse for the wear. Forebears knows a little bit about healing and knows that the longer they wait, the worse it's going to be for him. So he's just kind of intent on getting it done quickly. Well, I, Pembroke has one teleport left. So I was thinking that we would go back to the cathedral and uh, sort out all of our various health issues. And the cathedral of Minderhall. The Minder cathedral of Minder Minderhall. Um, and uh, the safe place to recuperate, recover our strength, and then set out once again in the morning. Cool. My only concern there, and I'm, I'm curious, this is an actual question. We've done this before, and I've always thought about it, but I've never asked. Your tendency is to want to go back to the... Uh, to Minderhall rather than Skelt. Is there a reason why? Is it because we founded it and it's far enough away that there's no subterfuge that could be happening there, you think? Or is it just... Um, well, because every time I go back there, I don't know oh. who has rented the room that I was initially <laughs> in. And I'm surprising them, you know, every time and I don't want to ruin their business. And you should check in on your little man that you gave your wand to. Yep. Sure. Oh, he's adorable. Yeah. And, you know, if we have like the giant mace... Uh, that we have right. that we found right uh, we can resize that absolutely um, so I think that's probably a good idea it's just it's that's I think that's a good like base yeah I could get out of this uh, wintry weather some people think it's the best season but not Baron <laughs> second best uh, all right uh, so that's the plan to uh, teleport to the cathedral of Minderhall former cathedral but i think also before we go that we should throw open the doors is there anything else we can do to draw attention to it in a way that would um get not just the leaders but the masses to notice this yeah i'm i'm looking through my okay (laughs) um yeah I, i have an idea okay so pembroke well first he casts infernal healing on himself uh and then he says, like, um, I shall, I am going to attempt to draw some attention to this, to the, what we've just done. If you'll, if you'll permit me, follow me. And heads back downstairs and to the main, the main doors. Uh, Forebears is going to stop you, actually. Mm-hmm. He's going to just kind of like put a hand up uh, to Pembroke. And again, he's looking kind of intently. You see his eyes kind of going back and forth. And. He says, Dabinag ishto ta'a atso. Let me ask the spirits if this is their will. Mm. And so he, he's, he's asking you to wait a moment, mm. and he's going to perform a very short ritual. And, but what he's actually doing mechanically is he's going to cast the spell Augury. And he's going to ask the spirits if a particular action will bring good or bad results. Ah, so if okay. revealing this to the giant camp is going to bring good results to us or bad results to us in the immediate future. Cool. It's not a guarantee, you know what I mean? But he just kind of wants to... It doesn't take 
long. Uh, it's actually instantaneous. Okay. So it's a very quick thing, uh, but he's going to kind of close his eyes and commune with his ancestors and ask if they know okay. if this might be a bad thing. Well, like cut open a dove or something and examine its entrails? <laughs> well, there's plenty of gross stuff in this temple. Plenty, to, plenty of entrails to, work to read. With. <laughs> All kinds of entrails. <laughs> what like is, a little bit of ours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is your caster level? 11. 11. So you have an 81% chance of getting a meaningful meaningful answer. reply. Uh, I make that roll. Yes, secretly. Um, a question may be so straightforward that a successful result is automatic or so vague as to have no chance of success. If the augury succeeds, you get certain results. If the spell fails, you get the nothing result. <clears throat> so what he's going to ask his ancestors in so many words, I want to try to keep it specific, and I think that we could have a moment to talk about this, actually, mm-hmm. you know, in, in character, is he wants to ask if revealing what has happened in this temple would result and what a good result would be for us is further more discord discording the camp camp. yeah discord would it cause more discord within the camp yeah if we were to reveal what had happened in here now by opening the door so that's what you ask is that cool with pembroke i mean does that sound good yes Uh, any guidance that your uh, forebears forebears can provide would be most welcome (laughs) <laughs> Translate that <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm getting the hang of it now I think So you can find out If the results will bring you wheel Good results Woe Bad results Or in this case You get Wheel And woe So good and bad results You get the sense that it would cause Favorable results based on that question in the short term unfavorable results in the long term Ooh, huh interesting very interesting so he translates that to you yeah augury can only see into the future but only about a half an hour well i've made my decision (laughs) (laughs) um do it yes i i think uh, my my guts tell me Regardless of what the guts of whatever creature it was you cut open to make your augury tell you, my guts tell me <laughs> that uh, this place should be exposed. And um, so, do we all do we all agree? Yes, Baron. I think there's more to do in this camp, but I have a feeling I might be outvoted on this one. And I have the bubonic plague, so I'm not going to stand <laughs> in your way. <laughs> so have the bubonic plague. Four bears looks at Feyraza, looks back at Pembroke, and just nods. Okay. I'm a long, slow nod. So um, I try to tell, uh, I guess, four bears to saw off the head of the of the priestess and he unhesitatingly does so and um that was pretty gross gesture yeah (laughs) good fully work (laughs) (laughs) and um gestures to carry it uh to the doors um and uh like asks like the the other two people to to open the the main doors of the cathedral, everything 
uh, to open open to the to the center uh, sacrosanct, like op- to open the doors. We do so. Okay, and toss the head out, roll it down the steps, and Pembroke casts Mad Monkeys uh, on the steps. <laughs> Whoa! So like this this cluster of spider monkeys just start hopping around, screeching around this head as it rolls down the <laughs> stairs, screeching like making a racket, and then he takes everyone's hands, gathers them all in a circle, and bam, teleports back to the Cathedral of Minderhall. <laughs> do, do your teleport sound. It's so it's such a good sound. Oh, I can't remember what it how does it go? You go like <laughs> much better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nailed it. Roll yeah. a D one hundred. Alright. Don't you do it, Skid. Did it. It's good it. Forty two. The answer to everything. <laughs> yeah, that is right. And you are back in the cathedral of Minder Hall at night. It's like but it's, it's better. It's a very yeah. pleasurable sound. I gotta listen back. I gotta figure it out. It's too bad we don't have that sound recorded. I feel so disappointed. Several dozen. I feel times. I've disappointed you, Matthew. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's good. Okay. You're back. The sconces are lit in this huge, echoey cathedral that is now all too familiar to all of you except forebears. Forebears, what does the sight of this cathedral uh, like do to you? Uh, I mean, it's it's got to be pretty awesome. I mean, as soon as he gets there, he's like shocked uh, and looks around. Just Dineka, what is this place? And yeah, Pembroke explains like the history of what we've done here and what it is. And he says it is a place of great power. Like he can just feel that it is a, a place that has been the, the host of great power, wh- whether for good or evil. Mm. Uh, he doesn't know, but it, he, can, he can feel the, the essence of the spirits that have once populated this place. Yes, the energy is strong. Pembroke, you tell him. I don't know what his plan is outside of immediately accompanying us up the mountain. But this is our duty. This is what guides us on our path. We are going to clear out the giants from their places of power, and we are going to turn them into places of power for the small folk. This temple is open to all deities that favor the small folk, including Shalin, Iomade, and the name of my friend Sir Will, as well as Torag. And I think that this could also be a temple for you to worship your ancestors. Welcome to the Temple of Minderhall. And forebears is just taking it all in. He doesn't say much, you know, besides this is a place of great power. It's kind of that's all, it's all he says. Yeah. You can, you know. It's certainly awe inspiring. Yeah. Just, exactly. just, just, just the scale of it is just, is, must be awe inspiring. Yeah. Now that we've fought with alongside forebears, have we like caught him up on the whole why we were up on the mountain, what our kind of strategy was? I think was? we did. I think we did. But we can go through like in more detail as we sit around. You know the forge tonight. I mean, we can like. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't have a lot of time uh, before going, so I sort of imagined it more as a tactical discussion of 
how many giants were up there, where are their strongholds, you know, what do we stay away from, what have we already taken out, their food store, you know, that kind of thing. I don't think he knows the overall mission of, you know, the large scale. Like, does he know about Noxymara? Did we talk about Noxymara? Yeah, we should talk about that. That's a really too. good question. I, don't, I wonder if that was I don't, brought I, up. That probably wasn't brought up. So Pembroke is going to do the whole C-3PO to the Ewoks thing. Is it... <laughs> and, um, yeah, and so it says, yes, but Noxymara, the great red dragon... She told us that that the storm tyrant, the leader of this uh, giant crusade, is in possession of the orb of dragonkind. That he has within this object, it holds the essence of the great ancient red worm, Belgaroth. He can control the dragons we have fought, we fought one here in this very chamber any creature that possesses such power is is dangerous indeed this is the foe that we face wow forebears is going to kind of struggle through common and respond never fought dragon he has no history with that with those beasts he's known many giants but not dragons you are fortunate we have fought dragons it is uh, no easy thing turn bowels to water make brave men quail and Baron pulls out from his bag of holding the drakespan horn and Mm. says there was an oracle here who said that I was somehow a reincarnation of an ancient giant hunter who possessed this horn itself I don't know if it's actually my ancestor but it's somehow related to me. It has the power to drive away drakes, which I will tell you can kill you if you are not on your toes, but attract powerful dragons directly to it at any time. It is in itself a terrible thing, but it is a burden that I have to bear. And he hands it to forebears to look at. You should probably want to wipe that off. Poor Pierce gets a clear plague. He does have the plague. Uh, <laughs> and Baron really rummages around we inside of the bag of holding and we, like coughs on everything. We came back to the cathedral and brought someone who has the fucking bubonic plague. <laughs> bring, bring the plague. I mean, the plague. <laughs> How many points of con did you lose? Four. Four, yeah. Oh, must be separated from the others. <laughs> uh, no, he'll kind of ceremoniously take it uh, from you quietly and in great respect, and he's just looking at it quietly. He's thinking that this was the pos- in the possession of a great giant hunter, which he finds great respect in. 
And so he's looking at all of the symbols to see if he recognizes anything. Uh, I, I imagine it's you know engraved beautifully with a lot of uh, different things on it. And um, it's kind of interesting that he's never come across this relationship between giants and drakes. You know, giants and dragons. He hasn't mm. seen it uh, seen it before. Uh, and then he kind of he hands it back to you. As you hand it back to him, you notice his right arm below the elbow. The skin is starting to turn black. There's like two or three patches of black skin under Baron's elbow. Well, Bar- Baron better no- cut it off. Baron notices <laughs> for Bear Seagull and kind of hides it. Like the, like the guy who got bit in a zombie movie and doesn't yeah. want to know. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, it's time to kill Baron. And again, he speaks to you in, in Shawanti. The knees lo yigo. You must rest. He's very insistent. And he pulls kind of the cloak tighter. Uh, around you to, to cover it again um, but he just wants you to kind of lay low um, but thank you for showing me this mighty gift alright great so you can do all your uh, healing and whatnot off air let's get down to bed <laughs> I didn't think that's <laughs> that's the interesting part I didn't know how you were going to take a nap wait has this place turned into like a commune where we all have to sleep together and no clothes on and yep. in a circle shit well, you got to stay warm. Uh, <laughs> it's the only cure for the plague. It's too bad. It's too bad. There's not like a volcanic forge in this building <laughs> to also provide warm. Get, like a sauna. get some heat by being near yeah. there. Uh, so, Baron, you're up in the choir loft uh, back where uh, <laughs> you fought that uh, hill giant, um, and you guys sleep it off. Well, Baron wants to plant the the sapling. We can't tree. now. We can do the sapling rod. So I want to do that and see how much. So cool. I'm going to plant it. Let's see how many out of two D four. So you can like go outside and plant it in the dirt. Mm, yep. Yeah. Uh, so we get a total of ten, either up to the person who eats it, um, cure mods or uh, delicious, uh, delicious uh, restoration. Lesser restoration. Lesser restoration. Lesser restoration. Yes. Which rewards you uh, how many points of? Uh, is it a D four? You're talking about uh, lesser restoration is D four healing. So of your uh, ability damage. Yep. Yeah. So, um, and are you sure? Can you just eat like berry after berry? Two pieces. So you can eat a total of two pieces of fruit from a single blooming. So we have more than we need. Um. So everyone gets two. You should know that consuming a piece of fruit is a full round action that provokes attacks of opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> so be careful who you eat it around. Um, yeah, no single creature can benefit from more than two pieces of fruit from a single blooming. So, Baron, go ahead and roll 2d4 and see what you get, buddy. All right, let's do it. Well, I'm going to try just rolling 1d4 first. Oh, okay. Because I have two pieces of fruit, yeah. correct? Yeah, yeah, the yeah, others yeah. are cure mods, right? One. Well, you get to decide. If, One. If you want it to be a cure mod, it can be. And force. Five total. All right, so, so all back. you get all your con back. Awesome. Now. So, and the cure mod is 2d... 2d8? 2d8 plus three, right? Yep. Yep. All right, so you eventually go to sleep. Baron, you're shivering a little more, even though the heat from the forge, as Matthew pointed out, should keep you warm. You feel cold, and even though your constitution damage has healed, you're still fatigued. That fatigue is just linked to this plague. Yeah, feverish. Fevered. And you can't help but look down at your arm and see that those black patches are getting larger. You wake up. Make a fortitude save. 
Okay. Well, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is what Forebears was getting to when he said he wanted you to rest, uh, rest the night. Uh, it's because he wanted to prepare, remove disease. He has ah, the magics within him to help cool. you uh, remove the disease. So uh, he's going to give it a shot. I don't know if you get your own role after. Maybe you do. Um, I, uh-huh. I don't know. How does you, it work? You make a caster level check. Yeah, it's it's my check against the disease. It's not your check against the disease. Against so maybe this is two rolls, basically. To success try means the disease is cured. Is it a caster level check against the save DC of yeah. the disease? Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and 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 I'm fine with you doing that first. Basically, you got you're getting two chances cool. to hit it. Yeah. So, um, you try it, and if you make it, great. If not, then Baron's back to. To having a role for himself. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so uh, <laughs> he does this. Uh, so he's going to come to you uh, in the morning. He's looking to see if the, the power of the cloak has kind of made its way uh, into you yet, and he's going to um, start this kind of ceremony, incantation, and then and lay his hands on you, asking uh, his, his grandmother for guidance, who was the healer in his life. Before you roll it. How does it feel to have Joe rolling this? Oh, boy, not good. <laughs> I'm so nervous. I can it's see, a D20 plus 11. It's pretty good odds. It's I pretty can, good odds. I can see Baron just rubbing his eyes and like hearing this incantation. Like, what the hell is going on right now? <laughs> stay calm. Stay calm. <laughs> and uh, Joe's going to roll. Joe's going to roll. Oh, come on. <laughs> it is a 20. It's a 9 for a 20. 20? Fail. Oh, oh god no. damn it. So Baron, roll yours. Also a twenty. <laughs> oh, no. oh no. Four bears. Oh no. Four wow. no. Code. I wish I could do that touch of law thing on myself, but oh, we already established man. I can't. This is stronger than I thought. Here we go. Some more con damage. Uh I can't see in the dark. Only one point of con damage oh, this and, time around. And I can see kind of like this magic come out of four bears and touch. Well, well hold on. Did you add the plus four for the cloak? Oh, no, I didn't. It's 24. Wait, what was the cloak? I he gave, gave me the cloak. cloak of oh, right, plus right, four. right, right. Yes. I didn't add oh. it on my sheet. Oh. All right, then. You have made... One successful save. Oh, oh, right, all right, so good. So, so I got to hold that all the so time. So you don't lose the constitution yeah. point, but he can see that you still need the cloak. All right, one down, <laughs> X amount to go. <laughs> Holy moly, you saved my life, Forbear. So he can feel kind of the magic touch him and maybe not do everything, but he can feel the power of Forbear's family, who Baron feels like must be involved in making this. And thinking about his ancestral worship kind of looks yeah. up at him and, and says... I knew I had a kinship in another giant slayer out there. Hmm. The Shawanti and the dwarves. We must be friends. And he reaches his hand out. Forebears reaches his hand out. He, I mean, his hand is huge. Right. It wraps kind of your hand around it, and he, he squeezes it, shakes it pretty hard, and he looks you in the eye. And in common, he's like, you are building a new tribe. You must be strong. He squeezes your hand really hard and then lets go and stands up, steps away, and then turns around and he's like, you need to wear that cloak for another day. (laughs) (laughs) What is the plan? Are you going to wait until night and go to the forge? In the uh, in Skiergard, are you going to do it during the day? Well, it's th- day now. I think we would have to go because I'm not intimately familiar with that particular location and not knowing what's going on there anyway. Mm. I think we'd have to teleport back to our like kind of like hidey hidey place 
up on 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 the rise uh, to the northeast part of the camp, like in the trees, right where we where we were camped out. I think we'd have to teleport back there and then make our way down, get you know, take a bird's eye view of the situation, make our way down one way or another to the forge once we see what's going on. So we could do that now. So go there, the trees. Wait till night, and then make your move. Yeah. All right. Um, if there's no more business, go ahead and roll that D100 again. Okay. One of these days, one Alice, of these days, I'm going to end up bang zoom on the moon. Eighty nine. Oh. <laughs> Wait, let me make sure it's a nine. Yes. Uh. Okay. <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah, 86. That would have been that would fun. Have been bad. <laughs> uh, all right, so you're back up in that little copse of trees to the east of where you fought the giant stallion, frost giant, half stallion, half frost giant, and the brewery up on the ledge. To the north is still the statue. Just west of that, the slave pen. And, of course, watchtowers interspersed that are now manned by frost giants for it is day you look out over towards the area where the forge is and you see the frost giant and the fire giant hammering on those protrusions coming from the Mm. lake and working on Weapons so crazy, and I mean, they like you they are glow like when they're hits, They glow when they're struck. Yeah, you can see even from where you are um, that there's a, a glow mm-hmm. from it. Okay, and you know there are patrols. Obviously, um, the camp is part. Uh, the camp is in disarray. Mm-hmm. So the most of the uh, the milling about of these giants is trying to rebuild things. You know, fixing the camp from the stampede, rebuilding that stockade. You can see that the mammoths have been mostly herded, but they're not all there. Some probably got away. Uh, there's piles of bodies everywhere, hmm. um, just from from the stampede, and maybe some that were punished for allowing the slaves to escape. Oh, did we do that? <laughs> oh, was that <laughs> us? <laughs> so this is not the skier guard you saw. When you first came here, when Feyraza did her flyover, this is this is getting uh, getting out of hand for them. But do we see any uh, any kind of indication that they discovered what was in the cathedral? You do not. You do not, because similar to you know your recon bef- from before, not a lot of people go over there. That being said, I mean you don't see the monkeys anymore. That spell has gone off, and the he- I mean you're very very far away, but you don't see the severed head of DeBellos either. Um, I meant to ask this before, but I was preparing my, literally preparing my spells, but knowing that we're going to face some fire giants, is there a knowledge check we could do slash, is there general knowledge our characters would we ha- would have that we discussed already about their weaknesses? Uh, you could certainly roll a, pre-roll a knowledge local. Uh, no, I cannot. I can. So can forebears. 23. 30. Ooh, four four bears. All right. He don't like them giants. I'll give you a few pieces of information uh, for that. I won't even ask you. I'm just going to tell you. They are obviously vulnerable to cold, Mm -hmm. just as frost giants are vulnerable to heat and fire. They are immune to fire. Mm -hmm. Same thing. 
they were the opposites. Uh, and they have this ability when they throw things, they can imbue them with heat as they're being thrown. Mm. So if you get struck by something it throws, you take extra fire damage on top of it. So they're just like <laughs> throwing at you and doing extra damage like that. Um, they're pretty brutal. Okay. The last thing you would know is more superficial. They are definitely more powerful than frost giants. Yeah, yeah. And what the hell is one doing here? Yeah. This is not vulnerable to cold. This is not a climate favorable to fire giants. And it's the only one that we've seen any at any time, right? This is, we've never right. seen another fire giant like at any point. Baron, you would just think the only reason he is here is because of his knowledge of forging. Right. That is their specialty. They are basically giant dwarves. That's what fire giants are. They're yeah. giant dwarves. Well, we kind of we got the when we were going through the valley, like we saw, like a lot of the imagery was the same as the dwarvish imagery that the, you know, right. the giants were making. The- I'm just getting a real big Cobra Commander vibe from Skirkatla, and like she has like this evil Urgothoa like underling. She has all these like really flavorful little people that wouldn't be here outside of her desire to take over the little folk all around her. If anything, it should show you how badass she is. Right. She can pull together all these disparate personalities and make them work together or not work together. Which side is she on? Is she on the Thremir side? Is she on the Urkathoa side? I'm constantly thinking about what direction she's being pulled in Mm because these are deadly forces at a certain point. DeBellis does say in that letter, the Frost Queen prepares. Hmm. Does that mean she's like, yay, the Frost Queen prepares? Or, oh shit, yeah, well, the Frost Queen oh, prepares! Yeah. So we've got the Pallid Princesses and the Frost Queen. Yeah. By the way, Troy, I Wait, the Pallid Princess is Urgothoa, right? Yes. Just Urgothoa. That's Urgothoa. It's That's, another name for Urgothoa. Uh, okay. yeah, like her moniker. Yeah. By the way, Troy, I have a bone to pick with you. Oh, I'll pick a bone with you, Matthew. So I was hanging out with some friends over oh. the weekend. Happens from time to time. How quaint. They're starting a, they're starting a, a game. And their GM is offering the person who tracks the loot and NPCs and all that a 10% XP bump. Oh, really? What? <laughs> that's, that's too much. That's too rich. Yeah, I've hey, been doing that this whole time. <laughs> well, I've also heard of some gaming groups that bring gifts to their GM from time to time. <laughs> you get gifts all the time. Uh, not from you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if I see some donuts once in a while, I get a little extra XP. Remember your birthday when I brought you that board game? Skid, you always bring gifts. That's what I'm saying. You are a gift bringer. Remember yeah. that time where I brought pretzel M&Ms to literally every session? <laughs> That's true. But Literally every session. But I want something for... I don't have to share. <laughs> <laughs> I, me too. I want extra XP. <laughs> Maybe we can work something out after the, uh, after the show. Um, a donut gives you five XP. <laughs> every donut. That's up. <laughs> we should get them in that machine Homer Simpson was in in hell where they just force yeah. feed him donuts. <laughs> and it, yeah. We're going to hate this. I'll, I'll, eat I'll, them all. Four. Uh, all right. So. Lot going on. You guys had a hard foot bottle. You're only a day, two days removed from losing someone barren you've been with for a long time, except for that patch in the middle. Um, so that's still weighing on you. And you've got this guy, four bears who there's some communication problems. Can't even heal your bubonic plague. I mean, <laughs> can't even heal a <laughs> <Yeah>. plague. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, you're really not pulling your weight around here, four bears. <laughs> he feels real bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't say anything, but he. Oh, feels I should have used bad. one of my two bottle caps. I didn't even think of it. 
Yeah. You mean you're one of your 11 bottle caps? Yes. No, no. One of my 11. I've, oh, I've right. Fixed oh, no, he fixed oh, it. Damn. Too. Okay. <laughs> do you notice I have 13? <laughs> um, what do you want to do? It's well, daytime. I think I, Pembroke just wants to stay, keep, keep a watch out, just see if what's happening in the camp all day, and then make our move at night, get down there. and yeah. We're all life bubble, uh, by the way. Right, right, right. Uh, Baron turns to Firaza and says, Faraza, I think we could use another round of reconnaissance from you. They may have increased their security, changed their routes, done all sorts of things to get ready for all the trouble we've caused in this camp. Is there anything you could give us from your eye in the sky as that bird you turn into? That will depend upon the GM's discretion. But yes, <laughs> Faraza is happy to take a spin, a couple spins around as a turn. Take a couple turns. turns. <laughs> Capable turns. All right. As um, the seasons turn. How close turn, do you want to get? What do you want to do? Uh, I think what I did originally, take a you know a general flight path around the perimeter, maybe kind of fly and land on some sort of unobtrusive roof roof somewhere. You should check out the forge area as best you can. Yeah, yeah definitely and then, check out the like, forge. And as you swing around, I imagine you would just notice things that are different. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you want to fly over to the roof of the forge, for example? Sure. Okay. Ka-ka! <laughs> fly over there and... The crows land. seem to be calling my name, thought Ka. Thought Ka. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best ones. Uh, you land and you just see, now close up. Tong! Tong! You know, this, this building itself that you're on, rectangular shape, not unlike the other buildings, not as big as the brewery or the, the longhouse where you fought those uh, frost giant stallion creatures. Um, but it is adjacent to this pond with these two wooden walkways coming out at kind of weird angles. And onto the surface of the frozen lake. Onto the surface of the frozen lake. And you can just hop right off and on the ramp onto the lake and you know the lake is frozen solid enough to hold the weight of the giants because they are standing there and just chung 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 uh, hitting these metal spikes these jagged spikes coming out of the ice itself and they're just red hot and they're bending metal to form weapons frost giant and a fire giant Hmm. maybe about 15 feet away from you and I can feel the heat and the cold and the cold um, Especially the heat. There's a heavy would fog get, around both of them. <laughs> Based on how I'm looking at it, would it, would, it uh, would I be able to get? Would we be able to like, kind of break the ice at some point, or would that require an inordinate? Sure, you got a joke. Them, hey, yeah, ask them what they do for a living. <laughs> uh, Talk about the weather. You guys ever hear the one about the? <laughs> no, it's seriously. Um, to break the ice, or to get underneath the ice. Um, you would have to like melt a portion of it. it it's frozen solid uh, all the way over. So I'd have to bring my hair dryer. Yeah, and, and stay there for a while. <laughs> um, um, okay, cool. Uh, anything? Do I notice in my fly around the camp? Do I notice anything else of interest? Anything else of interest? Uh, if you're doing like a little swoop down, no, all the watchtowers are, are all, manned. All along the watchtower. All along the watchtower. <laughs> uh, yeah, everything is business as usual. The mines still have those stone giants down there, uh, still doing target practice. The slave pen is uh, slowly being repopulated. Oh. Um, oh, wow. But there's only about four or five slaves in there at Damn this it. point. Um, we waited too long. 
You and sure you didn't want to fly down the chimney of the uh, place that the, was next to where they were? Right into the smoke? Have a little turn for dinner? I was saying, <laughs> become smoked turn? <laughs> turn. Damn. She's what about gone the, what for about, hours? What about... The, <laughs> and now I've got, I'm hungry. There's a really good smell in me. What about the frost giant that you dominated? Yeah. Um, Is he still there? He... Fijimon? Yeah. Fijimon, I mean, there are so many frost giants among no. the encampment. N- no. The one at the slave pens. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, was guarding I, have, slave I have a mental connection with that giant. For a week, right? For, for 10 days. Yeah. Right. Um... Yeah, from where you guys are standing, it's hard to tell if he's there right now. Can you you can connect to him yeah. from where you are right now? Yeah, I think and uh, see through I his eyes. Or I can't see through his eyes, but like I, he I knows think. what he's experiencing. So for right, the last several right, days, right. we've known if he was experiencing pain or uh, if they were torturing him or did something awful. Or yeah, I mean, just for the sake of you know flavor of this, you if you've been taking time to focus on him for the past few days, you've felt pain. You've felt. Like he has had pain inflicted upon him. Punishment. Okay. Okay. Um, but he's still alive. Still alive as far as you know, yeah. Okay. You, that connection is still there. Okay. If Eraza saw him before, I mean, does she recognize him when flying over I don't want to be pens? rude, but they all look alike. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. It's really rude, actually. It's really rude. It's incredibly uh, rude. Okay. Giants. That's fine. Um, um, all right. Well, then I'll come back. If I don't notice anything else of note, then I'll come back and report. I will say, since you were close, this frost giant does not look particularly alike because it is a female frost giant. She has close-cropped white hair, uh, the one working with the fryer giant. Well, yeah. You wouldn't want to get that hair burned. Yeah. She's got it up in a, up in a bun. She's quite beautiful. So you might call, you might call this, this building... A song of ice and fire. Perhaps, but we're not allowed to. Yeah. <laughs> so call it something else. We would, we would never, never do the that. A tale of frost and flame. There you go. There we go. The other, now we're safe. The other, the other difference is we plan on finishing this one day. Oh, that's oh. true. Oh. Take that. Sick burn, bro. Yep. <laughs> but it's a burn because it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. a fire Because of the fire yeah. giants. Oh, yeah. boy. Uh, so we can finish it strong here. We can insult her haircut. That's the type of uh, intel we got from that turn. Okay. All right. So how do we make the move here? Do, do I also will check out entrances and exits. So uh, we have the window. We have the door. Looks like um, the walkways each lead to a door. There's one on the north and one on the east of the building. Right. Uh, actually, to be more accurate, they're they're both like on the south, but the building's at an angle. So there's just one that's closer to the north um, you know if you look at the picture here of the uh, greetings from Skiergard they're both on the south but one is slightly more north southeast so I'll report all that back to the group and we can make our battle plan from there okay uh, I'd also like to know with the 30 um, how do fire giants attack exactly like do they just hit you they said throw stuff at you with an attacker do they use magical fire bursting spell sort of combat you were standing there long enough uh, to see that this particular giant had a great sword on his back got it okay a fire giant wielding a great sword is bad business <laughs> not good news oh! you go first let's pack it in let's pack it well, in 
So we, much for saving the world. We gave it our best shot. <laughs> so does he like retire for the evening? Like once he's done for yeah, the day? Yeah, I mean when um when Faye Raza first did her swoop, I think it was night and she looked inside and saw a frost giant and a fire giant playing cards. Right. Oh my God. Okay. How does he sit? Maybe they're married. Is this all metal tables? Yeah. Maybe metal chairs? App- opposites attract. Sure. Ooh. Well, I wish we could do something really crazy like sneak in and poison their food since we learned how to do that at the brewery. But that's probably too subtle. We probably just got to fight this guy because that's the coolest way to do it. Yeah. It's also probably the only way to do it. Probably, we can do well, it. I mean, with our, with our current makeup. Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's, I, I, are we ready to make our move? Yeah. I'm getting antsy. Let's dance. There are, uh, you know, two major watchtowers that you're going to run into problems with during the day. So I'm assuming you're doing this at night. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll do it at night. So you wait for night to fall. And, you know, at this point with Life Bubble, as long as you're marking them on your sheet, I'm not going to be rolling uh, checks anymore for that. Um, so talk to me about the plan here. Obviously, you watch, wait for the night patrols to pass, and then you make your move. How are you approaching? Faraza will fly down, but uh, so that's one, one fewer thing you have to worry about. Forebears is going to say a prayer and uh, envelop himself in the uh, protections of his ancestors. Uh, and then he's actually going to cast a spell called Imbue Hex. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, which, what it does is he'll cast it on Feyraza and it passes into so he just sort of gives you like trust me and he comes over and he casts the spell on you and you are suddenly imbued with uh, the power of evil eye oh so I can oh, evil wow. eye shit so you can evil eye shit okay. once one time uh, awesome. but they, it is permanent until you use it so it sits oh, so I, lies dormant within you there's no time limit on it that is cool that's pretty cool. really cool yeah yeah Faraz is very grateful for this and she asked Pembroke to translate uh that if we are to get into the... And when we get into the thick of it, stay close, because there is a power I can give you. Ah, uh, yes, I can sense it emanating from you. <laughs> One might call it a level five spell. Yes. yes. Quite nice. Quite nice. Forebear's uh, not quite done yet. He likes to do these sort of rituals before going into battle to increase uh, our odds of success. Uh, likes to prepare as much as possible. So he's casting another spell. So he gets in front of, gathers you all together. Mm-hmm. Feirazi, you need to be there too. Okay. He gathers everybody together and he starts again speaking in Shawanti. And I'm so, <laughs> so pumped for this. <laughs> it is a spell called Mantle of the Magic Warriors. Ooh. He begins weaving his hands uh, and somatic components in front of you. And, uh, you are able to then will with, uh, within yourself uh, what would be your greatest strength like among these strengths. And what happens is you get these uh, magical golden masks that kind of like <laughs> shape over in front of you uh-huh. of uh, an animal spirit that matches oh. a strength of yours. And you can cool. choose any of these abilities, any one of these abilities. You get a climb speed of 30 feet a fly speed of 30 feet, a swim speed of 30 feet, dark vision 60 feet, low light vision, or scent. Holy wow. So you can pick any one. For how long? Uh, for one minute per level. 
Oh, okay. So right before we go in. Oh, great. Sort of like a, a last ritual. We could all fly down. Yeah, we could fly. Yeah. So you can just like... We could all fly down. We could all fly down cool. if, if you would like. We or all, if you want to take something else. And we else. pick one and that's it for the duration of the yeah, spell. Yeah, that, and that's it for the duration of the okay. spell. So all right. Yeah, I'll take the fly. I did, I did prepare fog clouds so we could shroud ourselves in fog and all swoop down. Like a, <laughs> a foggy cloud rolls yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. Fog's rolling in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Night patrol's like, it's that weird cloud yeah, moving 20, a 30 20 feet foot radius. Storm's coming. Storm's coming. <laughs> Better pack up. It's moving fast. Against um, the wind. Against the wind. Is uh, everyone taking flight? And what animal would, would your mask be? Well, it would be an fly. eagle. An like eagle. the kind of an eagle mask. That's cool. Well, it would it come in fl- fly, climb, swim. Dark vision, low light vision, or scent. I'll take scent because I can fly on my own. Ah, oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah, there you go. So if, if one of them happens to like be able to go invisible or something like that, you yeah. can right, or you, you can blinded. smell them. Yeah. yeah. Um, Pembroke, you taking fly? Pretty yeah. cool. My mask is of a Continental Airlines pilot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, four uh, bears flight. <laughs> yeah, four bears will take fly. Bear bear. Baron's taking flight as well, okay. and his mask is going to be that of the famous flying badger of Torag. The badger <laughs> is the spirit animal of Torag, and he has a special one named Rabbit Wings. No, that's not <laughs> that can fly. Old Rabbit Wings. Wait, rabbit Wings the badger. What's the scent mask? A skunk. Yeah. An aardvark? Uh, the scent mask? Yeah. yeah. Badger. It's a badger, Another really? really? Badger? <laughs> badger? No, it doesn't say what it is. Oh, you, oh, you get to, oh, I get to pick? It's any yeah. animal that has the scent ability. It could be a wolf. Oh. It could be a dog. Or yeah. something fun. <laughs> <laughs> he only thought, he thought of a dog. This is a fantasy game. <laughs> he thought of a dog and a wolf. He's going to think Andy. of a coyote next. Dog, a wolf, a German and, shepherd. And another <laughs> dog. <laughs> Maybe a wolf. Anteater. <laughs> anteater. anteater. I heard anteater. Several times. And okay. go. <laughs> All right. So it's pretty cool, though, isn't it? Mantle yeah, of the Magic really Warrior. Are you like using Fog spell. Cloud, or do you want to just roll in? We can, you can, we can use Fog Cloud. Yeah. All right. So you cast Fog Cloud, and you swoop in over towards the lake. Riders on the And just land like... Where do you land? You land on the... Why don't we put out a map for this? Yes. That's a yes, great please. Idea. I love the idea of a, of a map. There she is. Ah. Look at that map, huh? What a beautiful map. So here's one walkway here. And then up towards where Skid and Joe and sit, is sit, are sitting is the other walkway. And then here is this big rectangular building. And you can see, denoted by the blue, that's all ice. Everything else is snow and hills. So each of these, like, piers kind of go in and end in double doors going into the building. Yes, single on, do- it's a single do- one big single door. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would imagine we would have talked about this before. Yeah, are we, yeah, like, yeah. bursting through the door or are we trying to quietly open the door? Uh, I think maybe we should be quiet. Quiet. Okay, and who's going to do that? Um, Who's going to quietly open the door? I have a stealth. I I think Baron is the quietest. Okay. By the way, the fog can't follow us, so maybe we'll just cast it where we're landing so we can... Right, and swoop in. It's like a smoke bomb. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Nothing suspicious to see here. (laughs) In that case, I'm going to need some stealth checks. Ooh. We'll just do one one casual stealth check. Uh, here we go. For the flying. For the flying over to the cloud. Here we do go. Do you want it for me as a turn? Uh, no, you're good. Natty, 20. Oh. Troy, 29. 29's I am actually going to cast, uh, if that's the case, if the, we don't have the fog cloud, then I'm going to cast invisibility on myself. Ah, invisibility. Okay. Yeah. Don't you have that invisibility wand? Yeah. Uh, oh, you yeah. Do. Actually, you could also invisible me, too. If you well, you do that once I we get do. to the door, maybe. Uh, yeah, or... Uh, before we go is that greater or lesser lesser okay so regular, you, regular invisibility regular old invisibility on Pembroke and what'd you roll for bears 
Uh, you, and I'll do it'll it make on, him me on, invisible on, too. Okay, on, so, but I mean we, that is only uh, three minutes or five R- minutes. Right, five right. Minutes. It'll get you over there. It'll get, get us not, there, but right. not much longer. We're so not yeah. going far. All right, so you get there. Yeah, yeah. Right. I just love this image of like one little turn, and then the other three characters just like, <sighs> well, like, just like stepping off into the air. Right. Yeah. Two invisible warrior. Well, an invisible warrior, <laughs> an invisible wizard, and a really stealthy. Badger. Incredibly. <laughs> Flying badger. <laughs> Flying badger. Uh, all right, so you land there. And where do you land? Here's the map. You got these piers sneaking out here. Where Baron, do you want to be? You're the... You're the head of the flying V. <laughs> Where do we land? The flying V! The flying V! I think that um, we certainly don't know enough about the ice or its magical properties to land on it. So I think we should land before the ice if we can. Kind of on the shore. Is that Why not we, possible? You could also land on the deck. Yeah, let's land on the deck. Let's land on the L shape of the deck. and we Or down just here. right in front of a door? Down there. Right no, the because I'd like to uh, make, make that invisibility. Yeah, will last a while. <laughs> okay. And as we land... I'm going to cast silence on my gun. Okay. Nice. So you land way down uh, on the far end of the pier? <laughs> the fo- Jesus, I hate it when Troy asks questions like these. The fog Assume has the, a the invisibility is going to be gone by the time you get into this. The building. fog has a 20-foot radius. We have 40 feet of Okay, of and that fog. fog just hangs out there. So you've got... So it's, uh, does it cover the door? It can if you... If yeah, let's, let's land by the door if yeah, the fog's there. land in front of the door. We'll all right, so fog in. in front of the... Chill out, Joe. The south door... And you're going to all land on the door. Place yourselves on the map. Beautiful. All right, so you all land on what I'm calling the north door. If you're looking at the map at home, everyone, it's the, the one that's farther south. To the south. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, no, no. It, this would be the one that's farther to the east. And Faraza will uh, come out of turn form. And you're just sitting in that fog cloud. Um, you know, you, you guys zoomed over here, but depending on how much time you want to take here, uh, if you're going to burst through the door, I'll let you keep your invisibility for a little bit. Uh, if you're going to... Until you attack or whatever. Right, right, something like that. But you know what I mean? Like, the invisibility is going to be go off if you're going to attempt any stealth here. Sure. Uh-huh. Oh, if we attempt any stealth here. Yeah. Okay. So I'll still cast... Si- can I cast silence on my gun before sure, we get so in there? Sure, yeah, yeah. And then I guess we'll open up the door right away if that's uh, the case. Yeah, and, and I'm going to also cast uh, an ability basically that's just a matter of rounds it's, it only lasts five rounds but as soon as i'm readying it for as soon as he opens the door okay and i'm actually using just in case it comes up later one of the potions i bought before i learned silence so i'm mm-hmm. not going to use a spell slot for this okay um um Faraza is going to touch baron and cast fire belly oh what is that so a magical magical fire warms your belly, granting fire resistance five and making your gut hot to the touch, but not hot enough to damage you or anything else. As a standard action, you can breathe a 15 foot... I'm sorry, this is range personal. Never mind. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> I got you. Four bears. Four bears got you, man. He's going to reach so over. Excited. He's going to reach over. Cast touch Baron. He's going to cast resist energy. Fires on Baron. Very good. Gives you fire resistance 10. <clears throat> Excellent. Ah. I can, however, con- I can do protection from energy, but that's fine. And then he's going to turn to Feyraza and do the same thing. Wow. So each of you guys have fire resist 10. Nice. So fire and that lasts for... Is that stack with my fire belly? Oh, you already have fire belly. So I'll, I'll put it on Pembroke. Well, you could give him resistance against frost, which is what I plan on doing with my um, uh, Inquisitor ability. Okay. Because there's a fire and a frost giant in there, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so I just don't remember the frost giants doing, like, frost-based abilities. Eh, they might. 
Um, we haven't seen one like this that can forge weapons with such great skill. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it on Pembroke. I want to make sure that Pembroke's okay. Forebears has a connection to this guy. Yeah, man. So uh, fire we, resistance we 10. And this lasts for hours. As a standard uh, action, no, it, you can breathe a 15-foot cone of flame. It lasts for almost two hours. Okay. Um, all right, so just remember, you guys have done a lot of buffing, a lot more than you've done in 167 episodes before yeah. a fight. You're I, learning. I desperately want to, pull <laughs> out, I want to pull out the wand of protection of evil and hit these guys, but I don't think you'll allow it. Will you allow it? How long does it last? Say one you know, minute. What we've learned is that you don't just like Just one minute. Buffing. You don't even have to look it up. <laughs> one minute. One minute? More or less. Uh, if you want to... Uh, no, no, it's not going to last. All right, then forget about it. Grant's not going to last. Um, all right. You want to open the door? How do you want to do it? With the doorknob. I'll, I'll open it without a stealth check. Is that fine? Sure. Yeah. If, you, if I use a stealth check, everything's going to go away, right? The invisibility, all that stuff. What are you talking about? What invisibility? Pembroke and uh, Forebear's invisibility, gone. Okay. Okay. Got so it. you're still in a cloud. That cloud's not going anywhere. You're, it's just providing you yeah, with... We have, we have you know, total concealment. Total concealment. Okay. It's up to you if you want to roll stealth. Okay, I'm going to roll stealth check to open the door. Yeah, they shouldn't be able to see you. They might hear you, though. 20 on the stealth check. 20. Actually, a 25. 25 on the stealth check. Ooh. You're pretty stealthy. But the door is locked. Oh. And you go, 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 go. Go, 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 go. We'll see you next week. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh man. Oh, I hope you're prepared. Oh. <laughs> Glass Cannon Podcast is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Giant Slayer is copyright 2015. Giant Slayer and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.